Welcome to this morning's meeting, Fernando Alcoholic. Let's go ahead and pray the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Greetings, everyone. Today's topic is when a new person comes into the door. We at the meeting yesterday, the rains were coming down, supposed to be five inches or something, and we're at the park. We're at this small covering cement. It's kind of like a, a band shell, or would you call it a stage, but it's open, open door, half a quarter, quarter of a stage, and we're all huddled up there with chairs, and I bring in about three or four chairs and a table for the coffee and the books, and... Um, and then other people bring up chairs. Some people bring their own. The day before we had seven. Then yesterday we had 12 people. And that's only at the 9 a.m. meeting. There's also a noon meeting that hustles in there. And they're all warriors, all men and women, who decided to change their lives and, and learn new principles to adhere to a better life and keep, keep the life going. Here's an article from Bill W. that reminded me of that meeting. A different swinging door from, as Bill sees it, page 62. And this is exactly what happened yesterday. A drunk showed up among us. It was like a crazy man on the left side. And as we were reading, he was yelling and screaming on the left side and the back of us of the uh, stage. And I looked at one of the elders members and he looked at me and... Uh, I was wondering if I was reading and he should get up and go look and then I thought I should. I said, let's just relax. We didn't know who was uh, screaming or if someone, it was a man of course and it was really way out there, the screams. But we stood still, we didn't bother, Didn't we kept reading. I've seen this before. And then we stay there for a while and then about half an hour later, he comes in through the other side with all his clothes and his tennis shoes and and it's a young man, about 40, 42. And he comes in and he says, oh, shit, F. You know, when he sees seen us all there, that's where he was going to get out of the rain. Because apparently a halfway house or a recovery center had, had showed him the door. That uh, he didn't like the AA principles. At that time, he didn't like the rehab, the people, the management, and so forth. And he wanted out of there, trying to get him straight from using drugs and alcohol. But he shows up. And the day before, I mentioned of another guy that was out there in the rain. And I said, I told the group, just give him love. As he walks by, just hide him. Say, hi, Michael, and give him love. Hi, Michael. And we've been working with him for about a year. I've been working with him. I approached him and I asked him to thank God for his drug alcohol problem. I asked him if he can do it. I asked him to get a commitment. I asked him to do it for 30 days. And uh, sure enough, he, he said he did it when he remembered. And, and then he, after a while, he drinks some more and he say, oh, my sister died 10 years ago. And he's, and he's crying and so forth. And there, these two guys are about the same age. They happen to have the same name. and But the new guy, I called after him. I went after him and I said, Michael. That's who I thought he was. 
And he stopped. He goes, yeah, my name is Miguel. He goes, Miguel is Michael in English. I said, hey, uh, you know, I started telling him. I said, well, what's going on? He looked, this is the program. And we started talking. He told me all about his rehab and his yelling and his cussing. I said, would you like to get out of the rain? You can sit in my truck. You know, while the meeting finished, I figured he could sit in there. I didn't think I had any valuables in there that he could take. And um, so we walked over there to get out of the rain. He threw his tennis shoes in his clothes we had in his hands. No suitcase, no bag, no nothing. Carrying a bunch of his belongings. Got in the truck. We started talking. And I had to drill him quick. Because uh, apparently his mother was going to come and pick him up. And... Um, well, I, I told him all about society and everybody and easy does it. And if we get crazy, we're trying to figure out God and, and burning to a candle on both edges and taking advantage and trying to do work and so forth. Anyway, I gave him the spill as best I could to drill him about accepting life the way it is and accepting the program that we're all trying to do the best we can. No one's perfect. You know, we all got, you know, uh, crevices and stuff. But we need to move forward, everybody doing a simple job in life. For instance, delivering milk, delivering bread. You know, participating, everyone, in different parts so we can run as a society. And um, and I gave him a book about thanking God. And then I prayed for him. And then I met his mom. I gave her a book and I gave her instructions. But she wasn't having that any. I said, well, you know, I want you to thank God for the alcohol. And she, with a cigarette in her mouth, she said, yeah, but he's, an al- he's also a drug addict. And there's the problem, folks, right there and then. And there's the beauty of Alcoholic Anonymous. We believe with love at home. Uh, they believe with injury that you ain't going to make it. So that's the beauty of coming in around AA and breathing the love, breathing the music, breathing the happiness breathing the joy so the guy stood for a minute the rain's coming down I say goodbye to him I shake his hand and I pray for him and I ask him I'd like to ask you to be good and to thank God for every problem that comes it goes get a hold of your mind and start thanking God for every thought that comes out of the chute every thought that's coming on that's a warrior that's a man that's a the Bible calls it a man that protects that can handle himself is a man that takes over a city, that conquers a city. What incredible scripture. Here we go. Back to as Bill sees it. I, he took my number, by the way. Page 62. Keep them in prayer. We've got two Michaels now, please. When a drunk shows up among us and says that he doesn't like the AA principles, people, or service management... When he declares that he can do better elsewhere, we're not worried. We simply say, maybe, yes, your case is different, all right? Why don't you go out and try something else? If an AA member says he doesn't like his own group, we are not disturbed. We simply say, why don't you try another one or start one of your own? To those who wish to secede from AA altogether, we extend a cheerful invitation to do just that. Go right ahead. If they can do better by other means, we are glad. If after a trial they cannot do better, we know they face a choice. They can go mad or die or or they can return to AA. The decision is wholly theirs. 
As a matter of fact, most of them do come back. (laughs) I was one of the ones I didn't know I left. I left for real estate. I left for insurance. Like I told you before, I got about eight, nine years. I don't know how much. And uh, I didn't know I had left. Way back in the beginning, I thought AA was a stepping stone and facing me in the right direction. If I was a normal person without crossing the line of alcoholic drinking and so forth and craziness and blackouts and stuff, it would have been fine. And millions and millions of people that come through AA do that just that. It faces them the right direction and they go on to have wonderful lives. You know, their lives could be better in AA, in the 12 principles, but they still have wonderful life. They create all kinds of things. They write books. They... They become better people. The, the light goes on and they continue to not go that way of the drinking route. And there's there's three million of us that stood behind from the inception and have decided to help others, help ourselves. Amen. Amen. Well, with that, let's go ahead and uh, read one more. Uh, page 62. What relation does page 62 have with the Bill W? Uh, Other, what relationship topic does that fall in? I see page 63 is a popular one. I'm going through the index and looking at all the other pages. Is there any more? The same thought pattern. They're all categorized together in front of the book. It's wonderful as Bill sees it. And... uh, Interesting, I see a lot of page 63, but page 62 as a topic with other pages is not together. You understand me? For instance, admission, all these pages are categorized together. There's about 320 pages, and they all have like anxiety, arrogance, where that topic is at, character defects right here, whole bunch of them, complacency. These are the topics, compulsion, controversy. There's one that would have been related. But there's 63 again. We'll have to read 63 because it's all over the place. It's coming up. But one thing I do want to bring again, there's 63 again, under frustration. Hmm. Under depression, 63, pretty popular one. How about we go to 63, folks? But I do want to t- tell you that we try to put our heart and our minds in so much in getting somebody started. They're, they're the ones that are just going to open the door, take a look, and then go look at other doors. And we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't, I shouldn't be all troubled by them not making it and putting my heart and soul and stuff and everything. Yeah, maybe they'll stick around for six months, nine months, which a lot of them have. And they leave and they go back to drinking or looking at other doors or I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to go. They give themselves so much to the program and then they realize that their subconscious mind is still not at ease in the process. And uh, it takes them out. Some people go back to their old drinking haunts and they try to drink Coke for a while. And they try to look around and, oh, I got my friends. To me, that got old right away. That got dark, old, and stinky. And they were talking the same thing over and over. I couldn't stand it. They're still talking about gun smoke five, seven, ten years. 
Okay, page 63. Free of dependence. I ask myself, why can't the 12 steps work to release me from this unbearable depression? By the hour, I stared at the St. Francis prayer. It is better to comfort than to be comforting. Comforted. Suddenly, I realized what the answer might be. The basic flaw had always been dependence on people or circumstances to supply me with prestige, security, and confidence. Failing to get these things according to my perfection of dreams and specifications, I fought for them. And when defeat came, so did my depression. Excuse me. Reinforced by what grace, but what grace I could find in a prayer, I had to exert every ounce of will and action to cut off these faulty emotional dependencies upon people and upon circumstances. Then only could I be free to love as Francis had loved. <clears throat> Amen. Three things are fi- I find in here. Fernando Alcoholic. Uh, the person starts in the atmosphere and, and asks why. Why, who, can, what, where, and when. That is an excellent approach to God, to the world, to ourselves, and everything. Put every, everything in a vacuum question mark. Why? The second part I see in this in this reading is the um, is the the problem being the answer that's right in front of us. For instance, our, we're trying to put our uh, getting our prestige, security, and confidence from a from driving truck, from a company, from from a, a relationship. If we put it in AA, our security, our confidence, our prestige. That's fine, because it's a representative of God himself, the principles, you know, that, that has uh, fruit on the tree. But when we put it in a girlfriend, for instance, and we see her not as we thought she should be, and we're having, uh, we're like a fish out of water, you know, her confidence is gone, security is gone, prestige stuff, your heart's broken, you know. We wanting we want the person to to hail us like a Satan, you know, to worship us. That's a fallen spirit inside of us, and, and or we want that person to love us so much that they're crazy for us. And if that's not working, then our confidence, security, and prestige start to fall apart. Speaking for myself, folks, of course. And the the education is right in front of me. That relationship is where I'm supposed to turn to God and look for, thank God for the person, thank God for the education, thank God that I get my perceived security and confidence from the Almighty, who's all rich, who's all wise, who's all confident with himself and the earth, and the sun rises at precise time, and the moon, and everything is in clockwork. That's where my confidence goes. And the Creator. If everything else is in confidence, I must be in confidence. Failing to get these things when, according to my perfection of dreams in others instead of God and my specifications, I fought for them. And when defeat came, so did my depression. One more thing. I said three things. Reinforced by what grace I could find in prayer, I had to exert every ounce of will and action to cut off these faulty emotional dependencies upon people 
and upon circumstance. See what he's saying right here? It took years, folks, to reinforce by what grace I could find in a few set of words in prayer. Like, for instance, asking, how can I, what, who, what, where from the prayer? What grace could I find in this prayer, God? What grace? I need a grace. I need answers. I had to exert every ounce of will and action on my knees and so forth to cut off these faulty emotional dependencies upon mommy dear, upon replacement sweetheart dear, upon a business replacement. I had to grow up that upon people and upon circumstances. Faulty emotional dependencies. Then only could I be free to love as Francis had loved. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. For never and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working.